Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want you to picture this scenario. What would you do if your daughter came home from her seventh grade sex ed class telling you that she was taught that they could have a female body with a male brain? That in seventh grade, they were being taught about transgender ideology. What would you do? That was a reality for one California mom. Her name's Erin Friday, and she's going to share her family's story with us about what happened when she confronted her daughter's school and why she's now leading the charge to protect daughters across the country, sons across the country from this radical ideology. Erin Friday is part of the executive committee of Protect Kids California, and she's also part of Or Duty USA. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss her story. Stay tuned for Erin Friday. Well, Erin, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. You've got an important story, an important thing that happened to your family to, to tell us about. So I appreciate you making the time. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. So, Aaron, take us through sort of, you know, your journey to to what you're doing today. So your daughter at one point believed she was a boy. She was introduced to transgender ideology in sex class in seventh grade. Um, what what was she told in seventh grade? Well, so they are given a five hour course on sex ed and there is an entire hour that is all about gender identity and it has little cartoons that says you can be uh, have a female body with a male brain and vice versa. You can be transgender. You can be, uh, you know, all these different genders. They use even the terms pansexual. Um, and remember, these kids are 11. Pansexual means you you will engage in sexual acts with anyone. Um, 11-year-old kids. So that was my first opening to that there's something going on at our public schools. And I was quite shocked because I was a volunteer at the school. So it's not like I was a, a missing parent. I was at that school all the time. And to, to learn that they were teaching this garbage was quite shocking to me. And that was the opening to something's going on. And um, it, 
all of her friends came over to my house after the sex ed course and all of them picked a gender identity that was different than, you know, straight white girl. I mean, I'm 38 and I don't even know what pants. <laughs> so it's pretty alarming that they're teaching this um, to, to kids that young. So, so you said that after that, I mean, the other kids in the class now, now they have adopted in their minds that, you know, there's something that they had previously not thought of before being indoctrinated with this in seventh grade class. That's correct. That's how quick it was because I believe that the kids were taught, you know, it's boring to be uh, a, a straight girl. And so they all pick something on the LGBTQ alphabet, every single one of them, five out of five. And, um, you know, I, of course I was shocked. I went to the parenting class at, on what they were teaching our kids. And I was amazed at the nonsense that they were teaching. And I was more amazed by the fact that I was the only person raising their hand and interrupting and saying, this is not true. This is garbage. I had no idea that I was supposed to stay quiet and just listen and be indoctrinated myself. Uh, And then you fast forward to the pandemic. And when my daughter was living her life in a virtual reality, not able to go to school, you know, locked in her room, um, no friends, loneliness. She spent a lot of time on the internet and that seed that was planted in seventh grade that you could be born in the wrong body started to germinate and grow. And she moved from a very girly girl where, I mean, literally she wanted her room painted pink. She was sparkles, all the time to this dark kid wearing giant sweatshirts, kind of skater clothes, and then came out with this transgender identity, which I found out by listening to her school teachers call her by a male name. So they had already started calling your daughter by a male name and, and using male pronouns without your permission. That's correct. And what's interesting is that she had started her freshman year during COVID. So these teachers had never even met her. She never stepped foot into that school. And these teachers thought that they were better parents than I was and thought that they should go ahead and change her name, change her pronouns, and not bring me into the conversation, which of course I went ballistic on them. Um, I'm a I'm an attorney, so I'm no wallflower. Um, and I laid into them pretty hard and their response was, we need to be the safe space for your child. And that to me was triggering safe, safe from whom? From her loving parents, who she's right down the hall from. Uh, and I got the answer to that because um, CPS, Child Protective Services, showed up at my house, as did a police officer, um, signaling to me that these teachers who had never met me either thought that I was abusive by not accepting my daughter who came out of my body, who I raised as a boy. And that began the journey of my transgender journey with my daughter, uh, which I was very blessed because I was able to quit my job and focus entirely on getting my daughter well, because that's what it is. These children, there there are no transgender children. There are children who are indoctrinated and there are children with acute distress over their bodies or something else. Usually it's something else. So my daughter was severely depressed and the internet told her that all of that depression and all that anxiety would just magically disappear if she became a boy. This is the lie. 
And then they teach these kids that your mom and dad won't accept your transgender identity are bigots, hateful. You should disengage with them. It's so cult-like. So you tell a child that the people who love them the most actually don't love them. And now you're creating a child who is severely depressed and potentially suicidal because now they're hearing their family doesn't love them. What a horrible thing to do to a child. And that's what a transgender child is. So you raise questions and they send the police and child protected services to your house in a, in, to try to send you a message. Yes. And they did it under the guise. They said, oh, we think she's suicidal. So they tried to cover themselves. Uh, but and the guys is shut up, right? I mean, that's that's what they were trying to do with it. It, it sounds like is to oh, tell you to, to back down, shut up, get out of this. Absolutely, it, it was a sign. What they what they didn't expect is to come to an attorney's home and have me tell them to bug off. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I pulled. Of course, I pulled my kid from the from the public school, which is interesting too, because these teachers who wanted to have a safe space, quote unquote, for my daughter. Um, they never called. They never called to see how she was doing. They didn't care. You know, it's all a bunch of BS that these teachers care so much about these children and they want to make sure these children are protected from their own parents. They knew nothing of my daughter. They couldn't tell me one fact about my daughter. They'd never seen her. And is there a point to create a, uh, a safe space or a corruptive space? It's all language. I mean, they want to have these kids transitioned. I don't understand why, why teachers would be doing this. Is it virtual signaling? Look, I'm a Democrat. <laughs> I'm, I'm in California. I was as liberal as they come. I can't say that anymore. Uh, but what they're doing to families and to kids, is just unbelievable that teachers think that they have the right to parent our kids. They don't. Our constitution gives the parents the rights. There are children. So when you bring this to the school and you, you raise concerns, what was the response? You know, what did they say to you? Exactly what I said. We need to be a safe space. And then they said the law requires that we call her the name that she requests. Well, I asked them to show me the law and they couldn't because there is no law not anywhere in the United States. There's not one law on the books that requires schools to deceive parents. Not a one. So they couldn't point it. They couldn't show me the law. There's policies that are written, but policy is not law. And I was reading somewhere that your daughter had gotten into anime and to, to social media, and those two things played a big role in sort of confusing her and putting her down that path. Why do you think those two things specifically... You know, talk about the role they played and, and why you think that is and was. Well, anime is fantasy world. Uh, it's cartoon. It's not real. Video games, not real. Internet, not real. You can create an avatar. You can change your skin in these video games. So you can be a female and go to be a male and you can take on that persona. Anime moves into hentai, which is a pornographic cartoons, really pornographic and really disturbing. And once a child is into anime, they get pushed 
by the algorithms into the, the Hente framework where older people push them. As soon as a child puts on their Instagram account, FTM, female to male or male, MTF, male to female, it's a beacon for pedophiles and for sexually depraved people to find these kids. And then they push pornography on them. And it's pornography that would make your, you know, hair stand on end. Um, it's so foul and disgusting. And it's to kids. Kids don't have the mental capacity to comprehend what they are watching. And it warps them. When these kids come out as transgender, too, and they, they, they post that on the internet, because this is a badge of honor. This is all related to DEI, discrimination, inclusion, and equity, uh, because these kids, they don't want to be the oppressor. They want to be the victim. What better way to be a victim than to jump into the LGBTQ bucket? Once they do that and they put that online, they get into these communities of LGBTQ communities. And it's not really the L and the G and the B. It's the T. It's the T and the Q. And they prey upon these kids. When you talk to any detransitioner and you ask them about how, what the role of pornography was in their transition, um, they're all going to say that it played a role because the this is all tied in together. This is all about depravity, uh, queering our country, taking what is normal and turning it upside down. Boy is girl, girl is boy, non-binary. I mean, what the heck is non-binary? You cannot be anything other than a female or male. That's it. That's it. Even intersex people. Uh, so it's all designed to prey on these vulnerable kids' minds. And it, you know, it hits the kids who are lonely, um, who are not the Lululemon sports kids. This is who it preys upon, autistic kids. It goes after the low-hanging fruit. And of course, it makes the kids' mental health worse. Suicide rates go up when the child says that they're transgender because it's confusing. And it's telling a child that everything is wrong with them. They were born wrong. They were a mistake. Their voice, the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they move, their genitals, their hands, their neck, their hair growth is all wrong. That's a horrible thing to do to a kid. Everything is wrong with your child. And the only way to fix it is to medicalize, is to cut off part of your body parts, is to pump experimental drugs into your body. And then you will be your true self and your wonderful self. But right now you're wrong. We'll fix you though. We'll fix you. It's such a hateful movement. And that's why I have, you know, now that I, my daughter is back to believing and celebrating that she's a female. I mean, almost to the point of where I would maybe take a couple of those big sweatshirts now. Um, but she's 17 and she's very proud of her female physique and happy being a female. And had I listened to one of the doctors who told me to transition her, one of the psychologists, psychiatrists, teachers, where would my daughter be right now? Quick commercial break. More with Aaron on the other side. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey. 
I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What does she say about it now in, in hindsight? You know, it's really hard for her to talk about it. Um, She's still a minor. Her brain is still forming. She doesn't like to talk about it. I think it's an embarrassment. She has said thank you multiple times for me working so hard to get her out of it. You know, we're in California. She sees it all day long. Does she still have a brain that thinks that there may be truly transgender people out there? Probably. I mean, how can she not? Our buses are are um, wrapped in trans flags. Our schools, even our Catholic schools, are filled with trans flags. Uh, teachers are still calling girls boys' names. It's everywhere. But for her, at least for her, she doesn't believe that she's transgender. So that's a win. But, um, you know, this is a long fight. We're going to, we have to fight this. I mean, we see it with Target I mean, everyone sees it. It's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. So these kids' minds are still forming. And all the messaging to them is that, you know, being trans is liberating. It's great. Well, of course, there's not much of a discussion about the impact to to kids. You know, I've had Chloe Cole on the show before, and and she's told me about the pain that she went through, the struggles that she went through, the fact that she still has pain for, from, you know, the double mastectomy and some of these other things, you know, and, yeah. and so there's, there's no conversation around what this does to a, a child's body that we're, we're permanently damaging a child's body that we're, we're doing potentially, a, you know, irreversible harm to these young people. They, they don't talk about it. And, and I know Chloe really well. Um, I, I, do a lot of work with the detransitioners. That's not talked about. I'm working with a, a gentleman right now who, I mean, he had bottom surgery. 
The doctors don't know what to do with him. He has infection after infection. You know, his neo-vagina has closed because he doesn't want to be, you know, a, a trans woman anymore. The doctors don't know what to do. They tell him, we don't know whether it's better for you to be on estrogen or testosterone because he doesn't make any natural hormones anymore. There's so many D-trans women whose uteruses have atrophied. And so sex is painful for them. Going to the bathroom is painful for them. And they're 21 years old. Their whole life is going to be filled with pain and no doctor knows how to fix it. They're all walking experiments and it is just absolute Frankenstein medicine. I cannot believe that we're even having this discussion, that we are removing healthy breasts of young girls. We have a young girl in California at the age of 12, she was approved for a double mastectomy. Just weeks into her 13th birthday, they removed her breasts. She had a mental health file that was inches thick and they still did it to this young girl. What are we doing? What's crazy about that is if a 12-year-old girl went in to get implants, they would probably be taken away from their parents and you know that that surgeon would be facing, you know, legal repercussions, right? So we're we're in such a strange place where somehow the removal of the breasts or that's not an issue. <laughs> or the removal of a, a, a you know, it, it's, it really is just, uh, we're, we're in, in an upside down world right now. Um, and, and we need people like you to help us find our way out of it. Talk about what you're doing with protect kids, California, and, and what people should know about it. Yeah. So in, in, in California, we're really lucky. We get to make our own laws, uh, it, uh, through the ballot initiative because none of the lawmakers in Sacramento are listening to us. There's only one lawmaker, uh, re- Republican assembly member, Bill Asaley, who put forth a law to safeguard our kids. Everyone else sits there silently. They might give us a thumbs up, um, but they won't do anything because they're too afraid. So we, the people are doing it on our own. So I'm on the executive committee for protectkidsca.com. It is a ballot initiative that will get boys out of girls' sports, bathrooms, and changing rooms. It will ban all gender interventions on minors, and it will prohibit schools from keeping secrets uh, from their parents when the child is struggling with gender issues. So it's a big initiative. It has polling in California, the liberal state of California, 75% of voters are against mutilating children. 68% are against uh, schools lying to parents, and 64% are against uh, boys being in female sports. We have the polling, even in a liberal state. We just need to get it on the ballot, which takes millions of dollars. Anyone can donate to, anyone in any state can donate, and they should, because here's the thing. California is a trans-sanctuary state. That means all the bands, the band in Tennessee, a child from Tennessee, if he or she can make her way to California, we take them in and we will transition them. 
even away from their parents. So no child is safe until California has bans. Any kid can come to our state and we will take them in, put them into foster care and transition them. We also will hide all the doctors that violate other states' laws. We just passed a bill this year. Gavin Newsom signed a bill that will hide those doctors in Florida who do these monstrous surgeries on kids. As long as they get to California, they're safe. The long arm of the law will not capture them. So nothing ends until it ends in California. So protectkidsca.com has to be a national issue. We have to pass this. We have to get it on the ballot. It's the only way we change our country back to reality. And I'll tell you, if California comes back to reality and safeguards kids, so will the rest of the country and potentially the rest of the world because people watch what we do. And again, I'm a Democrat fighting this. There's a lot of Democrats that are against this and we're all lining up. We're holding hands with conservatives and we're going to get this done because parents, they messed with the wrong people when they went after our kids. We lay down our lives for our children. You know, before we go, um, you had talked about the, the numbers and how, you know, majorities are, are, are with you on this, yet you had talked about before when you were asking questions, parents remain silent or, you know, lawmakers might give you the thumbs up, but they're not being vocal about it. So what do you think creates kind of this culture of fear and what do you think we should do about it? Well, I think there's fear, but when you are filling out your ballot, you're doing that in your home and nobody knows what you're voting. People are afraid. Look, I've been doxxed. I could care less. I didn't even know it happened. That's how much it affected me. I used to use a pseudonym because I was afraid. We have to stop being afraid. It's really a fringe group that is pushing this gender identity garbage. There's We're way more numerous and people have to stop being afraid about losing their jobs. Lose your job and sue. You're afraid about losing friends? Lose your friends and make new ones. What is more important than safeguarding kids? Where where are people's morality if they're not going to stand up for kids? They have none. I'm tired of hearing that people are afraid. I've been doing this for four years relentlessly, 16 hours a day with very few breaks. If everyone who was against the transgender movement would write a check, would put some time in, this could be over in 2024. We can end it this year. Quick commercial break. Stay with us. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's hard even to wrap our heads around that this is real and it's going on and it's it's disturbing and it has long lasting impacts on on so many young people, um, both from a physical perspective and then also just, you know, mentally. Um, so the website is protectkidsca.com. Um, is that correct? And then also where else can they go to, to help and, and to follow your work? Um, I'm also a co-lead of a group called ourduty.group. And that is turning into a nonprofit. And that's where parents can go when they need help, grandparents and people who want to volunteer. Uh, Our duty also has a sub stack uh, that I mainly write for. And then where can they find information about Our Duty? Is there a website they could go to? Yes, it's ourduty.group.com. Great. Um, Aaron Friday, appreciate you sharing your family story with us um, and just leading the charge on this really important issue. Um, we really appreciate your time and just appreciate the work that you've put into this. And I'm sure so many parents across the country really do. Well, thank you so much for having me. And everyone can do something to end this and everyone must. That was Aaron Friday. What a story um, with what she went through with her daughter and her family and, and just fighting against this. So we appreciate her taking the time. Appreciate you at home for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank my producer, John Castio and Drew Steele, who stepped in this week for putting the show together. Until next time. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More than a movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From the Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 